0: Why is incense
1: seen as a religious thing? Or maybe it's a hippie thing. Yeah. I, I knew real hippies when I was a kid growing up, and they seemed to always be burning incense, but I just figured they were trying to cover up the smell of pot. Yeah, <laughs> that could be true.
0: Though we do see God asking for incense to be burned in this chapter, not for that reason. No. <laughs> but there is a reason for yeah. it, and I guess we'll see if, uh, if we unpack that. All right, you want to start round? chapter 30. Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm, this is uh, between the lines. I'm Scott. I'm Junior. And, and you want to start? I'll
0: jump into it. Then make another altar of acacia wood for burning incense. Make it 18 inches square and 36 inches high with horns at each corner carved from the same piece of wood as the altar itself. So, again, detailed plans. He doesn't mm-hmm. want this piece together, he wants yeah. it all one piece of wood. Overlay the tops sides and horns of the altar with pure gold and run a gold molding around the entire altar now if i was making that altar i would think well nobody's gonna know if i make this out of a few pieces because we're just gonna overlay it with gold so like what does it matter but it did it mattered to god
1: and every detail yep
0: make two gold rings and attach them on the opposite sides of the altar below the gold molding to hold the carrying poles make the poles of acacia wood and overlay them with gold place the incense altar just outside the inner curtain that shields the ark of the covenant and front of the Ark's cover, and the place of atonement that covers the tablets inscribed with the terms of the covenant. I will meet with you there. Every morning, when Aaron maintains the lamps, he must burn fragrant incense on the altar.
1: Hmm.
0: Why do you think that is, Dad?
1: Yeah, well, there's symbolism there with the prayers of God's people reaching up into the heavens. As a
0: sweet-smelling...
1: Sweet-smelling savor. That's
0: right. So, you know, sometimes um, you know people they'll say, "Man, this almost smells like a Catholic church because you know they, they yeah. smell incense." Um, and I'm not saying we're going to fill. Didn't the you go through with... a
1: thing there for a while where you were burning incense? Yeah, I was burning mm, incense. Yeah, yeah, I
0: like it. And then I don't know, bothered my wife's allergies or something, mm. so I had to stop. But um, it's not just like this Catholic thing. It's the the symbolism, though. Maybe is is lost in Catholicism.
1: I don't. And you know. weren't smell. You weren't uh, trying to cover up the smell of pot, right? <laughs> of course, just, just want to make sure. <laughs> That's right.
0: But um, it all goes back to this idea of our prayers being this sweet yeah. smell that reaches that reaches God. It really
1: does, and it is a beautiful picture. It is, and even there for them to be able to make anything that had that sweet smelling savor, that was that was an unusual thing because it was a very smelly world that they lived. Oh
0: yeah, people and, smelled bad. Yeah, back then. I was even talking with my wife the other night. We were watching like a a show that was supposed to look like it was from the eighteen hundreds, and I was like, babe. Think about how bad people smelled back then. I don't know if deodorant was like that popular. Also, everyone was wearing wool and it's like mm-hmm. 90 degrees.
1: And they rarely took baths. Yeah. yeah. It's
0: like, man, people must smell bad back then. Yeah. But I don't think we know. So the otherwise. incense must have been welcomed. That's right. <laughs> and each evening when he lights the lamps, he must gain again burn incense in the Lord's presence. This must be done from generation to generation. Do not offer any unholy incense on this altar or any burnt offerings, grain offerings or liquid offerings. Once a year, Aaron must purify the altar by smearing its horns with blood. So again, we see that blood is a cleaning agent Mm -hmm. from the offering made to purify the people from their sin. This will be a regular annual event from generation to generation, for this is the Lord's most holy altar. Then the Lord said to Moses, whenever you take a consensus of the people of Israel. census. Oh, census. (laughs) Did I say consensus? (laughs)
1: No. And we're trying to read fast. No, <laughs> Whenever you know. take
0: a census of the people of Israel, each man who is counted must pay a ransom for himself to the Lord. Then no, uh, here's that word that teases me on, <laughs> plague will strike the people as you count them. Each person who is counted must give a small piece of silver as a sacred offering to the Lord. This payment is half a shekel based on the sanctuary shekel, which equals 20. Ger- what is? It? How would you say that?
1: I would say garas, but I don't know. Yeah, garas.
0: All who have reached their 20th birthday must give this sacred offering to the Lord. When this offering is given to the Lord to purify your lives, making you right with... Now, by the way, this is why some people think the disciples of Jesus were um, younger than 20 years old. Because there, I think there's a couple of them that did not have to pay that tax hmm. um, in Scripture. Yeah. Verse 15, when this offering is given to the Lord to purify your lives, making you right with Him... The rich must not give more than this specified amount, and the poor must not give less. Receive this ransom money from the Israelites and use it to care for the tabernacle. It will bring the Israelites to the Lord's attention and it will purify your lives. Hmm. Then the Lord said to Moses, make a bronze wash basin with a bronze stand, place it between the tabernacle and the altar and fill it with water. Aaron and his sons will wash their hands and feet there. They must wash with water whenever they go into the tabernacle to appear before the Lord When they approach the altar and burn up their special gifts to the Lord, or they will die. That's pretty severe. They must always wash their hands and feet, or they will die. This is a permanent. I should have that uh, as a (laughs) sign in our
1: kitchen. We had a college student uh, living in our house for a summer, and I think I might have said that to him. You start washing your feet every night, or you will die. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah,
0: I remember it. I missed you. You Oh man, you could have used some incense on that one. This is a permanent law for Aaron and his descendants to be observed from generation to generation. You want to take it at 22?
1: Sure. Then the Lord said to Moses, collect choice spices, 12 and a half pounds of pure myrrh, expensive stuff, six and a half pounds of fragrant cinnamon, six and a quarter pounds of fragrant calamus, and 12 and a half pounds of cassia, as measured by the weight of the sanctuary shekel. Also get one gallon of olive oil, like a skilled incense maker, blend these ingredients to make a holy anointing oil. Use the sacred oil to anoint the tabernacle, the Ark of the Covenant, the table and all its utensils, the lampstand and all its accessories, the incense altar, the altar of burnt offering and all its utensils and the wash basin with its stand. Consecrate them to make them absolutely holy. After this, whatever touches them will also become holy. There's also something to the experience that people have when they enter the tabernacle because you would get that aroma almost immediately. And our sense of smell is tied very closely to our memories so it would put them as they entered the tabernacle because they got used to that aroma when they came, that would put them into that worship sense. It's like you may have a, a grandma's house or a great uncle or somebody's house that you would visit. and you walk in and there's a, there's a, a sense of smell to it, yeah that is distinct. and you can, for example, your grandparents, you know your grandpa's house, you could, like lavender. Yeah. You could go into that house and it will take you back to your childhood. It's yeah. like almost immediately. Yeah. And I think that specifying the aroma that they wanted surrounding a tabernacle, this would help the people to enter into that feeling of worship that they experienced every time they came there.
0: Yeah. Well, I, um, I like when I smoke cigars once in a while, I will come home and I love it when my girls jump up in my lap because I'm like, I would love for them one day to be like, ah, a good cigar smells like my dad. Yeah. <laughs> they, probably <Classy>.
1: <laughs> they probably will. They probably will. Anoint Aaron and his sons also, consecrating them to serve me as priests. And say to the people of Israel, this holy anointing oil is reserved for me from generation to generation. It must never be used to anoint anyone else, and you must never make any blend like it for yourselves. It is holy, and you must treat it as holy. It's like we've lost that sense of things being special in this way, of anything being holy. Anyone who makes a blend like it and anoints someone other than a priest will be cut off from the community. Again, very severe. Verse 34, Then the Lord said to Moses, Gather fragrant spices, resin droplets, and mollusk shell, and galbanum, and mix these fragrant spices with pure frankincense, weighed out in equal amounts. Using the usual techniques of the incense maker, blend the spices together and sprinkle them with salt to produce a pure and holy incense. Grind some of the mixture into a very fine powder and put it in front of the Ark of the Covenant where I will meet you in the tabernacle. You must treat this incense as most holy. Never use this formula to make this incense for yourselves. It is reserved for the Lord and you must treat it as holy. Anyone who makes incense for this for personal use will be cut off from the community. So it's a big deal. Set aside specifically for the purpose of worship and to use for these priests that were going to be active in the temple. Right. Let's get over to Proverbs yeah. then. Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 8. Is, yeah, Proverbs, uh, is it 8? Is it no, 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 I'm sorry, 9. Proverbs, nine. Yeah, Proverbs 9. So I Proverbs thought maybe I picked nine. the wrong verse here. Nope, Proverbs 9, because today's the ninth. Yep. Anyway, um, read the whole thing. Again, lots of good stuff in here, but uh, verse 10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Knowledge of the Holy One results in understanding. And that really is, I mean, he is the source. He's the one that, he's the author of our lives. He knows more about us than we could ever know ourselves. If we really want to live good lives, if we want to make the most out of what we have available to us, the days we have in front of us, the families that we have, the work jobs, everything in our world. If we want to make the most of all of this, we got to go back to the creator. And that's why the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Fearing him, honoring him first and foremost, and doing everything with that in mind, that's where wisdom is going to come from. And that's where good lives flow from wisdom. Right. All
0: right. Well, today, uh, Thursday, November 9th, is World Freedom Day. There's a ton of days, actually, like a ton of things for this day. Hmm. Most of this British stuff, but we beat them back in 76. (laughs) So we're just going to celebrate Freedom Day Day today.
1: Freedom from, yeah, (laughs) not being under the British control. Brits. (laughs) So I think... We're British, you know. I did. I when I learned that I've got a lot of British in me, I started actually looking into their history, and it's really a fascinating. People, they, uh, what they've accomplished in all of history is quite amazing. Yeah. Well, but that's not what this day is you know, about, right? It's freedom, freedom maybe. From- <laughs> So, America. <laughs> I think that we no longer value freedom. Like, uh, you know, it used to be give me liberty, give me death. Patrick Henry, that's what they fought the Revolutionary War over. That's why we fought the Civil War to, yeah. to provide freedom for people where they were not allowed freedom. And, it, and and even some of the skirmishes we've had in the 20th century was about trying to bring freedom to people who are being oppressed. And I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not in favor of war. I mean, war is awful. It's horrible. But well, all I'm saying is that it seemed to be that liberty and freedom, the ability for us to be able to live our lives based on how we believe God is leading us, that was of extreme value. I fear today that people are more concerned about safety than they are of freedom. Yeah,
0: it's more like give me safety and take away freedom if you have to. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. Well, enjoy the day today. And uh, oh, it's actually commemorate the fall of the Berlin Wall.
1: And today I'll be in Berlin. Yeah. So that'll be interesting yeah yeah that's pretty cool yeah all right well. and I, I would if you can go to where the wall was that'd be pretty cool yeah well. all
0: right make it a good day you know somebody
1: i forgot to tell you this so somebody yeah. sent me a, a brick from the berlin wall way back this is when it was being taken down in the late 80s yeah i threw it away though i thought it was a fruitcake they're joking it was supposed to be a joke
0: what is that what, what does the joke mean i don't even understand that <laughs> do you even remember fruitcakes
1: no oh fruitcakes! it was always a holiday it was like a holiday loaf of with all these little fruits and stuff in there but they were usually hard as a rock and they were horrible oh, they just tasted horrible so, okay about right. the size about the size of a brick from the berlin Wall. okay anyway okay well I'm uh, that I'll, groaner you, you know i'll give you a, a joke good again tomorrow yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: instead of <laughs> instead of coming up with a world whatever day it's just gonna be a joke for Scott. <laughs> <laughs> all right we'll see you tomorrow